Hi, everyone. Welcome to Love God and Your Neighbor. This is Laura Hutchinson, pastor at First Christian Church in Anniston, Alabama. Happy Earth Day. Uh, This past Sunday, we had our Earth Day worship service, and it was a great day. On a normal year, we would have held the service outside in the prayer garden, but, um, you know, COVID virus, we're keeping things simple, so we worshiped inside this year. Um, But it was really cool because we had our kids in the church do drawings of the Earth and for Earth Day and of nature, and it was amazing all of the different things that they came up with. We have pictures of it on our Facebook page at First Christian Church of Anniston, Alabama. So if you want to check that out, you can see what the kids did for Earth Day. Today we're going to pray, uh, or in the, in the sermon I um, am going to mention, um, BIPOC people. And what that stands for is Black, Indigenous, and People of Color. This is the group of people in our world who are disproportionately harmed by environmental problems. These are our brothers and sisters in humanity, our neighbors who suffer the most when the environment is harmed. And I will mention them, I think, a few times in the sermon. So I just want you to know that BIPOC were black, indigenous people of color. These are the people that... Uh, we're going to be praying for and thinking about today as we talk about our earth and environmental issues and, and loving our neighbor as ourselves. Today we bow down to God. We raise our hands and faces in praise and we give thanks for all that is good in this world, starting with the world itself. Let us worship together in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all Wise and wonderful, in love God made them all. Each little flower that opens, each little bird that sings, God made their glowing colors and made and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, in love God made them all, the purple-headed mountain, the river running by, the sunset and the All things bright and beautiful, all 
scripture comes from 2 Peter chapter 3 verses 8 through 13. But do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, And then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of people ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved, and the elements will melt with fire? But in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness is at home. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Now, I'm not sure about you, but in the past year, I have prayed repeatedly for Jesus to return to us and heal our world of evil and sin. When I hear statistics about human trafficking and I think about the suffering that causes, I ask Jesus to return. And when I hear people turn a pandemic into a tool for political maneuvering, I ask for Jesus to return. When I see and hear people do and say hateful, racist, sexist, or homophobic things on television, social media, or in person, I ask Jesus, please return. And when I see what we're doing to our environment, 
and how greed combined with apathy keeps us from turning the tides of our destructive behavior. I ask Jesus to return. The fact is, there is just so much wrong with the way humans go about doing life that it can get overwhelming for me to even contemplate. And it drives home to me the fact that Jesus is the only answer for any of it. I pray every day for a new heaven and a new earth. Today is Earth Day, the day that we both celebrate the glory of God's creative power and also repent for the ways we fail to protect what God has made. And it is a day to renew our commitment to our call to be stewards of the earth, as well as our call to love God and then love our neighbors as ourselves. Now you might be wondering what loving our neighbors has to do with Earth Day, but I assure you that environmental issues have everything to do with loving others. So to get us started, let me throw out a few questions for you to contemplate so you can orient yourself to where I'm going with this. When you throw your trash in the dumpster or you drag it out to the street to be picked up, what do you think happens to it when it is taken away? Where does it go when it leaves your house or place of work? What populations tend to live closest to places like landfills, chemical plants, factories, and toxic waste dumps? Which populations more often live in floodplains, which are flooding more and more often with climate change? And which populations have the hardest time getting access to safe, clean drinking water? Well, if you were thinking poor people or people of color, you are definitely on the right track. The full answer is black people, indigenous people, and people of color, also known as BIPOC, as I mentioned earlier. In preparing for this worship service, I have learned a lot. Something new that has opened my eyes to a new reason to push for cleaning up the earth. Have you ever heard the term environmental racism? It's a term coined in the 80s by a leader of the environmental justice movement, Reverend Benjamin Chavis Jr. It's a Christian movement dedicated to protecting the earth, which is, of course, God's creation. With the United Church of Christ Commission for Racial Justice, Chavis spearheaded a study that showed black people, indigenous people, and people of color are more likely to live near toxic businesses and dump sites. They are more likely to suffer the negative effects of climate change. They are most often the populations without access to clean water, and they are more likely to suffer from lung and heart disease and kidney failure caused by polluted living conditions. And then add to that the fact that they have less access to medical care than we do, you can start to see the problem. And another study by the United Church of Christ last year, the first one was in the 80s, this one was this past year in the 20s, in 2020, it showed the same populations were experiencing hospitalization and death from COVID at alarmingly higher rates than white people worldwide. 
Which of course makes sense if these populations were already suffering from environmental in, environmentally induced lung and heart disease during a pandemic that attacks the what? The lungs. Environmental racism addresses the very real problem that people of color are the most endangered by unethical environmental practices and that has never been more apparent than it is today in 2021, still in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. In light of that fact, what does it mean when 2 Peter tells us that the Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance? Now, of course, this statement is talking about all kinds of repentance, right? They're talking about um, referring to people who have not yet confessed that God is the one true God, people who have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior and repented of their sins. But maybe it is also referring to people of Christian faith who have not yet repented for the various sins we have committed in our lives. And not just the sins we commit as individuals, but collective sins that we commit as communities and societies and nations. What if God wants all of us to repent of our sins against creation, which includes the Creator and our neighbors? What if God wants us to apologize for the ways we've contributed to the systems that pollute our earth and cause harm to the most vulnerable in our communities? And to turn away, God wants us to turn away from our harmful behaviors and attitudes that disproportionately affect black, indigenous people of color. What if God is waiting for us to change our ways so that we do not perish in the inevitable return of Christ. It's easy to sit in our lives and think that we're not guilty of doing anything wrong, that we're, we haven't done anything to make those bad things happen to the earth. You could say, oh, I recycle, or I do my very best to reduce my usage of, of um, dangerous materials. You know, I, I, I do a good job at reducing my carbon footprint. But what about when our text says, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. At the end, the veil will be pulled back, and all the things that have ever been done to the earth and on the earth will be revealed, including all the apathy that caused us to sit back and allow others to build toxic dump sites next to elementary schools in predominantly black neighborhoods. And the fact is, this environmental racism is not just something that happens in other places. Most of you are probably very aware that Aniston, Alabama is considered one of the worst offenders of environmental racism in our country with the vast majority of African-American residents making up 52% of our population, guys, and people of color, they are suffering from overwhelmingly high levels of PCBs from the Monsanto, Monsanto plant, chemical poisoning from the army base that stored chemical warfare materials, asbestos poisoning, and more.
According to Harriet Washington's A Terrible Thing to Waste, an environmental racism and its assault on the American mind, land on the west side of Aniston still won't grow vegetation. And most of the residents over there can tell you their PCB levels when asked, even children. By 1969, the Monsanto plant was discharging 250 pounds of PCBs a day in Snow Creek, at the heart of the city's black residential community. PCBs are brain thieves that erode the structures and functioning of the brain and nervous system, and they are also endocrine disruptors that impede the healthy physical and mental development that is normally guided by hormones. When I moved here, I was told um, about how this town won a major lawsuit which was against Monsanto and that it was a huge victory and won millions of dollars. But unfortunately, in the end, the reality is that each adult who was affected negatively by the Monsanto plant only received $9,000 and each child only received $2,000. And that is nowhere near the amount that they needed to move out of that toxic environment, not to mention the amount that they were going to spend for the rest of their lives on medical treatment. So there they are, our neighbors, stuck right over there with land that no one will buy, having to grow vegetables out of plastic buckets because the land won't grow anything, and dealing with the fact that their children suffer from any number of health problems and learning disabilities. We wonder why our school systems are so bad in the city of Aniston. It's not the system, it's the environment. When the veil is drawn away and the earth and everything that is done on it is exposed, what will the Lord see? He will see that rather than rally around our oppressed and literally poisoned neighbors of color and do everything we can to help them and the land they live on, the wealthy white people in Anniston respond with an attempt to annex from this city and join Oxford. And the rest of us go about our lives as if nothing terrible is going on just a few miles away from here from where we live. I'll be honest that until I prepared for this sermon, I didn't know most of the information that I've just told you. I was not aware. And a lot of this is new information to me. I was not aware of environmental racism, and I had no idea that the Monsanto poisoning of Aniston is still such a terrible problem for our black and brown neighbors. And perhaps that's something which I need to repent for. Am I any less guilty of inaction because I didn't know something? Well, I don't know. But I do know it now. That's the point. That's the main point, I think. And I wonder if God isn't looking at me and saying, let's see what Laura does with this information now. Our scripture goes on and asks us, what sort of people ought you be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God? And I feel convicted by that question. If we truly are called as Christ's followers, what does holiness and godliness look like as we celebrate Earth Day today? 
Second Peter says that we are waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved and the elements will melt with fire. But in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness is at home. Where righteousness is at home. We wait for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness is at home. That day when God comes is a day that all Christians are anticipating, at least to some extent, they may not even be really aware of it, but the Christian faith anticipates the day that Jesus returns. Perhaps there are things that we are supposed to be doing as we wait for new heavens and a new earth. Maybe we're supposed to be working to create a righteous world right now for all people. Not just wealthy people, or white people, or whatever. And maybe God is sitting here with us, hoping that we'll answer the call, waiting to see what we will do. Now I do believe that this scripture and this day is a call to action for people of faith. And we don't need to go far to answer that call, do we? We don't have to travel to Africa or to Honduras, although those two places are devastatingly affected by environmental racism. But we have so much work to do right here with our literal neighbors that we don't need to go any farther to do God's will. Now, I've handed out a sheet of paper. Um, there should be one per family. Um, the suggestions of things that could be done to help turn the tides of environmental racism, to help care for our earth and our neighbors at the same time. And some of those are really good suggestions. But maybe there's more that we can do. Maybe as it becomes safer and safer for us to mingle and interact within our community again, we can work together as a congregation to identify a need that we can address. And to come up with an action plan to help bring righteousness to our community. We are all neighbors in the family of God and we all live on this earth that God has entrusted us to take care of. We don't have to debate the existence of or cause of climate change to see that there is a human-made problem in our midst. There is nothing political about identifying pain in our own community and asking God to show us how we can help alleviate it. And there is nothing controversial about repenting for our sins against the earth our God, and our neighbor. Remember that repent literally means to change direction, to turn away. We can repent from the current trajectory of our lives and do something to help bring healing to our world. Amen? Right here in Anniston, Alabama. Maybe we can't do anything big. Maybe we aren't going to save the world. But that's not our job anyway, is it? That's God's job. Our job is to love. 
to love God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, to love ourselves, and to love our neighbors in the same way that we love ourselves. And so I challenge us to pray very hard and to listen even harder, asking God to show us the way. Let us ask God to set us on a path to righteousness, to guide us on our journey of hastening new heavens and a new earth, where everyone is safe and loved and free to live exactly as God created us to be. A new earth where righteousness is at home. Let us spend a little time in silence as we listen for God's guidance. Amen. Amen. Trust us with him. 